Now, listen, they want me to say hello, welcome to the James Well best bits of tonight's show, which you can hear every night, Monday to Friday, on Talk Radio from 7 till 10. But I said, wouldn't it be best to call it the worst of whale? So have a listen. See what you think. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Let's talk to Miriam Cates, who's the Conservative uh, Member of Parliament for Peniston and Stockbridge. Uh, Miriam, good evening to you. Good evening. How, um, how, how did you feel Boris's uh, chat went this evening? Yes, I thought it went very well. I think we've got ground for very cautious optimism. Uh, and as Prime Minister made clear, there is a roadmap that we can follow, hopefully to gradually unwind these measures that have been in place. But it's all very much dependent on the R staying down and the number of cases staying down. So we must watch and wait very carefully over the next few weeks as we start mm. to unwind it and just see what happens. I mean, I've, I've just been talking about it, and, and I, I agree with you. I think he's uh, actually explained it perfectly well. I didn't have any problem with what he said yesterday, but some, well, there must be a lot of very thick people in society, I've decided, and, uh, you know, and then there are the unions who, uh, oh, well, I don't know if my members can go back. I'm really not sure we're going to have to do this, and some employers are so awful, they're going to make them go back. No one's going to do that. Why, why does everybody always look on the worst side of things? I don't know. I don't understand it. But I don't well, also understand. Go on. No, I was going to say, well, I think you know, people have got very real fears. And we've, as a nation, been through a very traumatic experience over the last seven or eight weeks with all sorts of costs to people's lives. And obviously, sadly, a lot of people have died. So it's understandable that people feel nervous about any changes mm. Um, in the world. But as you say, you know, I think they have been explained clearly. The reasons have been given clearly. Um, and, and it's just as important as ever to stick to the guidelines. Yeah. I mean, I, the, I've just been talking about the one thing that I find difficult to understand is this. Uh, you can you can chat to one person, one friend in the park if you bump into them uh, or may, I presume anywhere else, uh, but not a group. Well, if you're if you're all the prerequisite uh, amount of space between you, why can't you talk to a group? If you bump into a, a family of people you know, then why can't you just say hello, 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 or whatever? Or you, as Ash said before, do you have to pick out your favourite yeah. and tell the others to get lost? Um, well, I think that's a really good question. And I think the answer is that it goes back to, back to the principle of we need to reduce the number of household mixing. Now, I see what you're saying if you've got two separate households, but everybody within those households has their own other circles of mixing. So the first person might have to go on the bus to work. The second child might have to go to school because their, um, their parent is a key worker. So every additional person that meets dramatically increases the combinations and the permutations of the number of households that can then come into, into interaction with each other. And that's why it's so strict that it is one-on-one -on -one socially distanced. Now, obviously, the government has said today they're asking SAGE to look at the science of whether they can introduce a bubble model, which I think is what New Zealand have got, where each household can pick another household to be in contact with. So that would perhaps allow families to interact again with another family. Uh, but yeah. we can't do that yet, but we are looking at that. That will so cause that's... arguments, though, won't it, with in-laws and stuff? <laughs> go, Why are you with her family? Why are we with your family and not our family? A bit like the royal family, Meghan and, uh, and uh, Harry. Oh, really, yeah. dear, oh, dear. I think it's great. Listen, if you see, and, and the other thing, if, you're, if you meet somebody that uh, you know and you're very friendly with, uh, but you've been locked down elsewhere, 
Um, and you know both of you have actually not been out or been anywhere. Um, and if you suddenly sort of have a cuddle and a kiss on both cheeks and then decide to walk along chatting for a while, who's going to come up and ask you, are you self-isolating together? Well, I think this requires common sense. The rules yeah, are clear. I do. There's no physical contact between people of different households. The police are allowed to enforce that, um, and stricter fines have been imposed. But I really do understand how difficult this is for people, uh, particularly, you know, couples who don't live together, who now mm. haven't seen each other and had any contact for such a long time. But we've come so far. We've um, obeyed the garden so well. It is not the time to start breaking those rules because what we will see in two or three weeks' time, if we do that, is that the rate of infection starts to rise again and then we risk another lockdown more infections and it's just not worth it but my my point was miriam that what what is the i mean i just don't know nobody asked this question they did ask some dim questions particularly the media tonight um if if you say there are a couple of people madly in love they're probably about to get married and they were unfortunately i self isolated separately haven't been out haven't broken the rules haven't done anything else I mean, what is the harm of them now meeting up? Well, they probably, if, if they're about to get married, they probably did meet up somewhere, of course. Well, there's no harm in meeting up if they remain socially distanced. Now, I understand how difficult that will well, you be. Could ha you could have that, twin that, beds, that, couldn't you? you? There's loopholes, isn't there? Like, if you go both go down the recycling centre... <laughs> at the same what? time. Sounds yeah, because <laughs> recycling centres are the latest sort of nightclubs, aren't they? The first thing's going to open. So everyone's going to be hanging out well, down there. Today, for students, for example, for students who are currently in um, university accommodation, they are allowed to move home if that's a permanent move. So if it's a permanent move uh, and one household is formed, like students to uh, back home, then, you know, that's permanent. That becomes a new household. But for separate households, the rules still are no social interaction and social distancing must apply. And I know that's harsh and I know that's difficult for people. But as I said, we've come too far to change that rule yet. But the mm. time will come. Uh, Miriam Gates, Conservative MP for Peniston and Stockbridge. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. Uh, Chris Bryant, Labour MP for the Ronda. Um, Chris, Chris, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine, thanks. Honestly, the the woman who asked the question from uh, from the Guardian. Honestly, and then also somebody made a, a statement from uh, I think it was the it was it was the Crime and uh, What's It Commissioner for North Wales. Mm. Not having any of that messing around here, do it by the books or else mm. sort mm. of attitude. But, yeah, I but thought... look, the, the the thing we've got here locally in my patch is Ronda Cannon Taff, which is where. I represent the Ronda bit of Ronda, Cannon and Taff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have the highest level of infections of um, per 100,000 population of any county in the UK and the highest level of deaths. Why? So, mm. Well, there's all sorts of mixture of reasons. I think it's partly because the people who are getting infected and dying are people in working class professions in the main. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's across the whole of the UK. And my constituency is entirely, sociologically speaking, working class. Yeah, but um, I mean, so, I'm not... I'm not so that's I'm part not, of it. And the second yeah. bit is that we, I, we have an elderly population in the Ronda. Yeah. Um, and many people have, um, are poor, have poor diets, have poor health, have underlying health conditions. 
and that's why they're dying. Hmm. So that's why it's all... And on top of that, we've had the worst record of abiding by um, the... Um, Lockdown, the, 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 yeah. thing. Oh, OK. So I'll yeah. take it back a little bit. If you could just look a little so I, more so friendly. we had to do it. Because if yeah. I look at my local hospital here... We, we when the R level, everybody knows what that is. I think now, don't they? When it's yeah, at 0.8, that's fine. The hospital is able to keep on doing everything, and we can start opening up elective surgery again, so people can have the operations, you know, that they wanted to have two or three months ago. People might start mm. going back for their um, cancer operations and things like that. Mm. Um, they should never have been stopped. The moment it, if it goes up to one, that's not yep. an increase of 0.2. That's a 25% increase in yeah. the number of people yeah. needing to go into ICU. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, to be honest, here in Wales, I feel that Mark Drakeford, I don't mind whether he had a gloomy face. <laughs> um, I think um, most people around here just want, uh, think he's done the right thing. What do you think okay. about that most people um, that are, that are getting it and dying are, are people who are in manual jobs, like bus drivers, security guards? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. like a two-tier sort of... Uh... Yeah, but, I mean, I well, thought they were... I they have were... the lowest number of people who have cars of any constituency yeah. in the UK... So if, if somebody's going to go to work here, they're going on public transport. Yeah, and you're but four I, times more likely. Ha, hang on, hang on. I mean, I know the area very well. My mum was born in uh, Rumney. I think I told you that before. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I, I know the area quite well. And uh, a, lot, a lot of the low-paid jobs are ne very necessary, and maybe we should be paying yep. people more. But I, I, don't, I don't understand, if people are having to go to work because they've got essential jobs, why they're not being looked after better than they obviously are. I mean, mm. you know, are they not following the rules as much as they should be, do you think? If you're driving a bus or you're, or you're a ticket inspector on a tra train, you are going to be more exposed. If you're a care mm. worker um, or a cleaner or a cook working in a care home where, you know, we've had terrible deaths um, yeah. the whole of the UK... Um, and bearing in mind, we've got, I think, that we've, the UK's got the second highest excess death rate in the whole of the world, hasn't it now? Mm -hmm. um, then, and that is bearing down most heavily on the poor. The other thing we've got here locally more, I'd say, is you have more um, grand, uh, grandpies and grandmas living with, um, you know, younger generations yeah. relying on them. So, so it's, it, there's more transmission, whereas you have more people living entirely on their own in you know, in flats in London, as it were. Yeah. Uh, but the danger, of course, is that if we lift up the, the uh, loosen the corsets, as it were, now too much, and then we end up having to do the lockdown all over again, then how on earth is anybody going to get through a second lockdown? You know. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I mean, mean, I, I, I just, know people who run yeah. pubs, and and, uh, <laughs> and and the anxiety, of course, is twofold there because people are thinking, well, even if you did loosen the lockdown, would people come to the pub? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so will I. So will I. <laughs> Give my love to Wales. Thank you very much indeed for spending some time with us. Chris Bryant, Labour MP for the Ronda. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on Talk Radio. Hey, professor Mark Harris, uh, Professor of uh, Virology at the University of Leeds. We were talking about Leeds. I just hope he didn't hear what you were saying about no, it. No, I hope not. Uh, professor, good evening. Hi, How good. are you? How are you doing? All right. I'm good. Can we just... Uh, you know, the the mask-wearing thing, lots of people are putting on masks, I've noticed, wandering around and obviously feel that they are completely protected by wearing the yeah. mask. Yeah. I mean, my friend in, worried, the, yeah. my friend in yeah. the studio thinks everybody should Everyone wear Everyone should have a mask on on this public transport. What? Stop yeah, the droplets. Stop all the droplets spreading around. You talk to him. 
Well, yeah, the problem is, like you said, James, that it just lulls people into full sense of security, don't they? You think, I've got a mask on, therefore no. I don't need to... Say no, I'm scared with the mask on. Yeah. I am still not secure, but I, I feel a bit better. You were, well, sorry, the mask is sorry only, Mark. It's only good, yeah, the mask is only good if, if you were infected and you... So you cough, then you would cough into the mask. But if you, if, if you go into a you know, crowded tube and lots of other people are... Are infected, then it's not going to protect you because it's you know it's it's, it's not a perfect barrier, is it? But it will but stop, stop a droplet, will it, from them as well? Well, the trouble is, you know, someone coughs on you, and you've got you're covered. In, your mask is covered in virus, and it's going to come through that mask eventually, isn't it? It's, it's not. It's mm. not a perfect barrier, and mm. it, it's, it's no substitute for social distancing. And I think that's that's the real problem. That, well, we weren't given the choice. Some people aren't given the choice with that today. With well, of course the... they are. What no, are you if, you, if about? you live like twenty miles from work, you haven't got a bike, and you can't walk there. You have to get public transport. Well, no, you don't. In a situation like that, if you can't get to work, you can't. You lose get your job to though. Work. You know, you heard what Chris said. There's no actual law to stop you. Get, well, you breach your well, contract. Then, you, you, you're fired. I, I do understand that, but if that's the way your employer is, the sooner they go broke, the better. <laughs> I'm sorry to be so brutal, but... But what do you think about it, Mark? Everyone on the tube and buses, I mean, it's not good, is it? Isn't it going to just... One person has it, isn't it going to spread? Well, I think it's a real problem because you've got a lot of people crammed mm. together on the tube. You know, like you say, on the buses, it's... It's but a, you could, it's a recipe. You it's, it's a way for transmitting yeah. that virus. It's, but you could restrict the number of people into uh, every carriage and stop any standing as well... Uh, and if people like my friend here, who could easily get his car working and drive to the studio, uh, did that because he's got another way of getting there, quite frankly, eight miles, he could cycle that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think... 20 miles, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. my example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to the pub on the way back. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely. just seems like 20 miles after the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should use him as any kind of benchmark whatsoever. No. Um, no. But the other thing that I found fascinating is a, another a doctor said the other day, he said, these, these are doing more harm as far as I'm concerned, the good. He said, apart from anything else, people quite often don't take them off properly anyway. And if there's no. anything on the mask, then they get it on their hands and then it's all over the place. And, and the mask is uncomfortable to wear. I've, I've not worn one, but people say that they're quite uncomfortable. You know, they're, yeah. they're strapped around your around your ear, and and you're probably adjusting it all the time. Therefore, you're touching your face, and if you just touch something, yeah. some surface that had virus on it, you're going to transmit it directly to your face. You, you go into a shop, you pick up lots of food, and you put it into the, you go through the till, then your hand is potentially contaminated, isn't it? And then mm. you touch your mask and you adjust your mask or whatever, then, you know, it's... Yeah, it, I think they, they work in a, in a clinical environment where you've got doctors or nurses or care workers working with people who are infected. Yes, they need to wear masks in order to protect themselves. But mm. the general public, if, if, we, if we adopt the good procedures of, of social distancing... It's, it's much better than wearing a mask. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got. But anyway, listen, yeah. uh, Mark, that was excellent. Thank you very much, Andy. You always cheer us up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and you know, go for a drive. At least we can go for a drive now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whether we can go into Wales you, or... But just or finally, Mark, do you feel positive about the situation? How do you think it's going to improve? 
Um, do, um, I kind of wax and wane a bit. Sometimes I feel pretty down about it, and other times I think, well, we're on, we're we're getting there. We're reducing the number of cases, and we're on the right track. But then something derails, doesn't it? When you hear about people doing conga lines and getting together for big parties and just yeah, spreading yeah. the virus, you think, yeah. oh, these guys just yeah. Don't don't understand. They don't know. get it. Yeah. No, no we, we really need to get it. Yeah. yeah. Some human beings are just so stupid. Yeah. It beggars belief. I was going yeah, to say yeah. something. I'm glad about you said that. System. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I do say it quite often because uh, I'm very lucky. I'm, I only have intelligent people who listen to my show. So if you're listening to my show, yeah. you are super intelligent anyway. By default. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you got here at all. Uh, Mark, thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's hope we all get out of this situation before too long. The James Whale Show. Come praise the whale on talk radio. That was uh, the clips for today. The worst of whale. Or sorry, sorry. The best of James Whale. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed them. Well, I suppose if you didn't enjoy them, you won't be listening, will you? Anyway, I'll be back 7 o'clock until 10, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio. Have a great day. Thank you for listening.